Got the clappy clap. <laughs> Gotta do it in the middle. I'll do it. All right. <laughs> Donnie Grubb, how you doing this week? I'm all right, kid. How off are you? Uh, how off, man. We had this whole conversation. I'm last not going to say it like that. I can't because I've been saying it how off for eight years. So, so am I just going to call you Donald Wayne all the time? You then? call me every other name in the book anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely do you ever say my name anyway. It's mm. usually hey you or a guy that writes the check. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> How was your week this week? Good, man. It was busy. Yeah. I Except noticed. for my little crazy little hospital visit. Yeah, you, you, you have those. You hit that tender age of 40. Uh, yeah, and now no, it, it's funny because like, like a punch card there. Everything completely goes wrong after you hit 40. Like I can't I mean, wait. you're Superman and then 40 birthday and then pff, nope, I can't wait. It's all gone. Can't wait. Life is over. I'm approaching that. Yeah. <laughs> this year I'm going to be 35. Enjoy this right now. Enjoy it. <laughs> I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, especially with the two-year-old twins at home that are just, you know, making me bald. Yeah, I tell you what, honestly, you know, once, you know, they're, they're past, like, you know, when they're seven years old, when they're not like toddlers anymore, you're going to freaking miss it. Yeah. Because, I mean, seven has its whole, like, own world Dude, of troubles. No, I know that with my, uh, my daughter. <laughs> She's 13. Yeah. And That's yeah, the fun age right there. Basically, when 10 hit, it was just like, I don't think you're the same human being anymore. What the hell just happened here? I, know I, the, I love my daughter. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's not the same human being right now. Yeah. And you're not cool anymore at Dude, all. Dude, there is literally nothing about me that's cool. I, I like hang out with rock stars. <laughs> well, I could have told you that. There's nothing cool about you. I literally hang Except out with rock stars. Except for that awesome shirt you're wearing shirt right now. That shirt is pretty sweet. That, that's, uh, that's a thing. That's right me. There. I'm Leonardo. Sorry, sorry, Donatello. Yeah. Donatello. Don't you dare get that wrong. I can't get that wrong. I get all the uh, all the people from the 80s to come kick my ass here. <laughs> yeah, that's some Donatello with my face on it. I get more comments about this shirt than anything. I can see why. It's a good-looking shirt, let me tell you. I have two of them. My wife has one and my daughter has one, which I'm pretty sure my daughter has burned it at this point. So they have a shirt with your picture on it. Yes, that was from my 30th birthday. You gave your 13-year-old daughter a picture, a shirt with a picture of you on it. How old am I now? You're 35. Yeah, I'm going to be 35. So that was five mm-hmm. years ago. So yeah. she wasn't 13 then. Still. <laughs> Did you, like, tell her to wear that to school? I, I didn't tell her shit. Like, <laughs> this, this was just like a, you know, hey, look what we did for your 30th. I'm like, this is the best thing. Because my whole birthday party mm-hmm. when I was 30, like, everything was Ninja Turtles. As you can see on the back wall, we actually have a Ninja Turtles shell there. We do, but... Do kids now know really know the Ninja Turtles? I don't think they yeah, do. Yeah, they got those terrible uh, Michael Bay movies that came. That dude managed to ruin just about everything from my childhood. Did like, he make a Turtles good. movie? Yeah, he made two Ninja Turtles movies. The first one was bad. I don't know how they came out with the second one. The second one, I don't think anybody even watched it. Wow. Yeah, it had a homegirl, that Megan Fox chick in there as April O'Neil, which, you know. Really? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's not that good of an actress. I mean, yeah. I guess she's fun to look at, but I don't know if that counts. <laughs> like, Probably not. I mean, she could be in like a, I don't know, swimsuit, mm-hmm. model, maybe movie, <laughs> if they have those. Well, I don't even know. Because the only movie I care about right now is Top Gun. Trailer was released today. Maverick, I didn't Holy watch crap. it. I didn't even watch it. You didn't watch it? No. What the hell is wrong with you? I did the first ones. I, I would have liked it more if uh, I didn't wake up to the soundtrack every single morning when I was in drum corps. <laughs> You're a dork. Yeah, they woke <laughs> us up to that. Like just that. Then like you get like the halogen lights of the gym starting to warm up. That's like. That's this fucking sucks because you're like on a bus all night. So like part of your sleep for the night was on a bus 
and it wasn't like a tour bus. I mean, it was a tour bus, but it was like, you know, a tour bus that you would go on if you were with like 50 other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're just sleeping in an uncomfortable chair and then they're like, hey, go sleep in a gym floor for a few more hours. That's good times. I feel bad, man, because I, I, I wake up to Danger Zone on the volunteer. <laughs> you're all you know, right, right with that. Yeah. It wasn't Danger Zone. It was, it was the, the, uh, oh, the, the, the top the gun intro theme. music. Yeah. That, just like no, and then you're like yeah. this kid suck. All right, everybody, let's wake up. You're like no, don't be so happy. Yeah, that, that that soundtrack will will eternally motivate me to do anything. <sighs> if I need to do the yard, I'm gonna put on this Top Gun soundtrack. Damn right. And you run over something, you're not quite sure if it was your turtle, <laughs> goose. <laughs> Another casualty. <laughs> Yep, I lo- I <laughs> Throw the movie. shell in the ocean, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't watch it. That like, was that was an interesting thing right there. That was interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. So Nathan woke me up at like, well, I'm not going to say because if I told you what time I woke up in the morning, you would think I was lazy. But <laughs> he woke me up and he's like, Dad, the, uh, the trailer just got released. So I'm straight up. Yeah. Yep. Over the TV. Watched it ten times. Remember when we used to be like that for like Star Wars trailers and now we're just kind of like... I've blocked everything mm. Star Wars from my memory. That That's too bad because... That doesn't exist there, anymore. There was three really, really good ones. There were, well, there was two really, really good ones. Empire. Ah. Empire wasn't... That was a kind of a... I don't know. It was kind of artsy for me, but... Artsy? But you know. that's the one with Luke. I am your father. Yeah, I mean, it had some high points, but... And uh, I love you. I'm a, I'm a, I know. I'm a Return of the Jedi kind of guy. I like Return of the Jedi, and I don't care what anybody says. Those Ewoks kick ass. Okay, okay. Now, now we're gonna fight because it's okay. That just shows that the five years, sorry, six years between us, mm-hmm. just shows like how different we view these movies. Apparently, so yeah, I, I, I I've <laughs> lost my whole train of thought on that thing. That's... It's okay. The Ewoks are badass. <laughs> okay, it's all right. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, okay, that's a good you. call. At least I'm not saying Jar Jar Binks was like the best thing that ever happened. To I would Star Wars. I, w- I would not play music with you anymore if that <laughs> ever came Jar out of your Jar mouth. Binks. Do you ever see like like the the the, the fan theory of uh, Jar Jar Binks Sith. actually being like the, the Sith Lord? Right. That, that, that okay, that that's stupid, man. That whole like you know people get way too much into this. I mean, I they love really Star Wars. Do. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't hate it like I just said, but I do. I get into it, but I, you know, there's guys that like sit for like months and months and like write their own scripts and and all these theories and oh my god. It's like, and you know what? Job. Those guys probably have better scripts than the fucking Last Jedi. Well, I don't think anybody ever claimed that Lucas was the greatest writer. No, I mean except he, for American Graffiti, he didn't. That one, that he didn't write the Last Jedi though. That's my point. No, but he wrote like all the prequels. He and, did, and and he did. He was. Uh, so it's so weird with that dude. Okay, so you remember when the prequels came out? Like you were super excited, right? You were like, man, yeah. I'm gonna go see that. Like Phantom Menace is gonna be yeah. awesome. Yeah, and like. I remember seeing it and being like, yeah, man, coming out of the theater, I'm all jazzed up. And then so I. I go and I see it again. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm like, did that suck a little? Like, no, 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 I didn't suck at all. And well, then, you know, I went and I watched it again. I'm like, I don't know how much I like this. That Jar Jar Binks guy sucks. And like oh, this whole race of people is just about the most annoying thing ever. Yeah, I, I was I was like that. But I, I was all hyped up, too, because I don't think, you know, the movie could have been just a black screen for two and a half hours. And it still would have been great because... Of all the hype that, yeah, because they re-released like the original trilogy in mm-hmm. theaters. So, oh yeah, I remember that. Remember that? And that's when they started doing all the shit where they were like adding the other scenes yeah, and all like and, digital. And, 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 and that was like, all crap. Like that scene mm. with the uh, job of the hut and Han, you know, in yeah. the in the hangar. That was. <laughs> Did you hear that? Um, uh, uh, Lucas actually 
did a screening of the original New Hope, like, and he like was there and like like watched it with like fifty other people. Like, the, the it's a big deal because he said he was never ever going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> he was only going to do the special edition. Yeah, well, and he actually did. Money talks. I kind of feel like he gave a big old middle <laughs> finger to the mouse there when he did that. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, continuing, we're we're talking about. Like, oh yeah, so like the hype was like huge. So after like seeing all three of the original trilogy like in theaters, mm-hmm. and then knowing that Phantom was coming out, you know, you know, pretty soon, I was just. I mean, there, there, it, that could have been like I said, it could have been a, just the worst thing ever made, and I still would have loved it. Yeah, I didn't realize it until a couple of years later that it was really as bad as yeah. what it was because you know there's a whole lot of. Uh, what what is it like you know like pop culture like um, opinions you know mm-hmm. and then like you hear everybody telling you that it's bad and after yeah. a while of hearing everybody you're say like, it's oh, bad man, then you're like oh okay yeah you're right but then terrible. dude you're like you got to give a props for the the, the 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 scene where they're fighting with Maul like that the, the yeah that was the, one of the greatest things I've ever ultimate, seen ultimate like dude. the score on that dude. like, like it, I, everything I had, I had chills the whole I, time yeah, I, it still gives me chills I I, I, I but, dig it but that was kind of my whole point that I was about to make is like I went to a point where I was like yeah the movie's awesome. And I was like, man, that movie kind of sucked. Yeah. You know, like all the prequels were terrible. Now I'm right. kind of in a mode where I'm like building up a little bit. I was like, okay, were they really that bad? Especially since The Last Jedi came out. I'm kind of yeah. like, okay, maybe I maybe I was a little hypercritical on that with this dog shit that just came yeah, out. Yeah, a little bit. That that last one pretty much just like flushed the whole thing down the toilet for me. Dude, no. It was, it was, it was I, I hear you. I've never been like so like personally upset. Right. Like so angry at something. Like someone like just destroyed my childhood. Yeah. Like how can they get away with this? And I tried. I remember when I watched that movie, like I was trying to come out of the theater like, yeah, man, that was kind of cool, huh? That was kind of cool. And the next day I woke up, I'm like, no, that movie sucked. That was terrible. Like there wasn't that moment of like me watching it again and being like, yeah, "Eh, maybe this isn't as good as I thought. I'll I'll tell you what. This is getting bad. No, it was like I did. Next day, I woke up and I just had to come to terms with it. Yeah, it, it, it was it was hard for me, and I don't want to sound like a total like you know dork or whatever, but maybe I am. But that was a huge letdown, and it made me angry. And I'll tell you why. Um, there, there's only a few things like that exist in the world that I can like connect with my kids with. Yeah, you know, and you know, Star Wars was our big thing that we all we both loved. Yeah, you know, so I have you know uh, you know a couple younger boys and a, and a daughter who are several generations behind me mm-hmm. that are totally into something that I cannot ever understand. Yeah. But they understand Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so when Force Awakens came out, you know, we were, it was, it was, it was entertaining. It was good. I liked that. I liked the Force Awakens and I liked yeah. Rogue One, man. I oh, Rogue, Rogue One, One was Yeah, fantastic. Rogue One was the best Star Wars movie I think ever made. I mean. Ever? Wow. I, mean, I, 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 I love the first, you know, the, the first one and the third one, but well, the fourth one and the sixth one. <laughs> Let's do this right. But Rogue now. One was amazing. It was perfect. But so, like, sitting in the theater, like, watching Jedi after all this ant- anticipation, um, we, we, you know, we went to one of them fancy theaters where you're in the recliner, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, they're expensive tickets or whatever. And uh, it was an event for my family. And I'm sitting there, and like, you know, 10 minutes into the movie, I get that little. Is, is this Uh-oh. the movie? Is this <laughs> somebody mind tricking like, me right somebody, now? <laughs> please tell me this is like a. Yeah, I, they promised this movie is good, <laughs> right? And then halfway through it, I, 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 I made I, I made more trips to the bathroom oh, no. and to the snack bar than I ever have in any uh, other movie because of that. And it was it was just it was it made me angry because you know it was a thing that we had together, and then it was just like ah screw that, you know none of this nostalgia stuff matters and. And uh, everything that you cared about is 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 not worth talking about anymore. And you know yeah. all your values. Doesn't that are, make you just 
feel terrible. Yeah, it's like, uh, really? Why did you have to go do this? It's like, why did the white? I mean, I, I don't know. Why is why is the world trying to kill us up? It's not just that movie. It's like all of pop culture is like that. You know, it's it's like all about. Um, you know, trying to like destroy everything that's ever come up to this point, yeah, so that they can no, rewrite. I could give you, I, you I, know, I and, could definitely agree with that because yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's the like Disney is supposed to be like known for their ability to write like stories, right? Yeah, and I feel like that's sorely lacked, like the actual story element of yeah. the Last uh, Jedi, and and I kind of feel like that they, they kind of got into that mode with uh, with uh, with solo also yeah and 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 that's where uh marvel's killing it right now they they have awesome stories man on top of that they have like yeah. the coolest cg and they got like and they have the proper humor is, they have, is, exactly is, and it's like they're just killing it with uh with the fact that they're actually doing a story behind it and i, I feel like uh lucas is kind of if anything of lucas like actual george lucas not mm-hmm. just lucas films yeah. i think george lucas was a good storyteller that dude knew how knew how to st- tell a story, yeah. even if his dialogue was terrible. True, you know. I that, I think that's why we connected with that so much, yeah. and I feel like that's where somehow like the Disney like Lucas films is com- like completely yeah, but, gotten lost on that somehow. But what's sad about it is, is it's not even like Disney. It's not even Lucas film. It's just the whole like the whole pop culture phenomena. You know, everybody's doing the same thing. You know, everybody listen to music nowadays. You mm-hmm. know, music nowadays is nothing but, you know, it's a sample. It's, 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 it's like a it's, you know, it's like a frosted jelly donut. You know, it's not good for you. It tastes good. <laughs> it tastes good. But it'll kill you, you know, sooner. <laughs> it will kill you. And, you know, there's nothing about like today's music or TV or music or I said music, but movies or anything that like has any sort of like beef to it. And it's, it's all very much you know, all about like the instant flash and, you Absolutely. Know, and, and like grabbing your attention. If they yeah. can grab your attention and get your money, then that's all they care about. That's like you the know? YouTube thing where like the videos are only 10 minutes long Yeah, because that's when they can monetize the hell out of it. Right. <laughs> it, it's all for, it. you know, we live in, a, in an age and day now that everybody knew was coming like back in the 90s that, you know, we were going to reach a point where it was absolute instant satisfaction. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the McDonald's theory, you know, it, it's that we live in that world. You know, we were warned about it and it's here, you know, and... <laughs> Speaking and, of that, like just to kind of go like the next level with that, I don't know if you saw, but like this week there was a some Chinese firm has actually been able to teleport like two atoms from the Earth to a satellite. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, in well, space, like that's crazy. Yeah, that that's actually been going on for a while. They did that um, like back in the early two thousands with. Uh, They've been able to do it nine hundred times now. Yeah, but I remember when that first happened. They it was a. Uh, they transported a, a photon yeah. to the moon and back. You know, it was a uh, and they're called, it's like it's with quantum entanglement or something. Like you yeah. keep hearing that, like especially in all the the uh, yeah. Marvel movies. That, 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 that's a crazy thing. How but it's works. like an actual thing. Yeah, it is. You know, it, it's funny. It's crazy to think and you know, that there's no like explanation for it. But you know, you can have you know. I'm going to say this wrong because I'm an idiot. But you know, you can have you know two atoms that are like you know. Um, spiritually tied together yeah no no matter so, they'd be like like they, they're this close together and they like behave the same apart. or they could be ridiculously far apart and yeah, they so still you behave affect exactly one atom the same. and you affect one atom and then it happens to the partner atom yeah no matter the distance you know it's it, crazy it's, to think of but that, that kind of makes sense like especially what they're talking about doing with that right now like their whole idea is that they they want to be able to uh, have really stupid fast internet using yeah. that theory yeah 
So that's like that. That's like the whole thing. That's like the next step of it. But anyways, like just going back to what we were talking about. Yeah. The well, well, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say real quick on that topic right there that like no, but doesn't matter how fast the internet's gonna get. I have Mediacom. You do, you do. And they're like quantum entangle. Who now? No, I'm not gonna do that. We're on our 57k. <laughs> We're not gonna do that. No, no. people of AJ don't want that. <laughs> Never need it. Never ever. Damn. Stupid Mediacom. I'm just gonna say that again. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. And they're gonna appreciate this. By the way, so th- sure. thank you for taking my money and giving me nothing for it in return. <laughs> and shame on you for continuing to give them said money. And oh, I figured out what other internet service you were trying to talk about last week. I think it was a CenturyLink, That's right? the one, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. You yeah. might even want to try to go with those guys. I've, They're so desperate right now. I thought about it, but who knows? It doesn't matter. You know, whatever. I think actually, you know, having like terrible service at my house has actually done kind of good for my family. <laughs> Probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, uh, you know... <laughs> you know, it, it's summer vacation right now, so mm-hmm. my boys are kind of doing their own free will thing, and and uh, you know, unless we have like an actual family function, you know, mm-hmm. then everybody's spread out, and the boys are all disappeared, and one's in the bedroom, and one's on their phone somewhere, and just doing normal things, you know. But when like when the internet goes out, like everybody gathers in the living room, and it's mm. like, did the internet go out again for you? <laughs> like, oh, that's the You're first like, time I've yes. seen you today. Hey, <laughs> I didn't know you were alive today. Thank you for making your presence known. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, t- today I made my daughter come down and make a l- dinner with me. That was a that was a good time. Well, she didn't poison you. I see. She didn't. So, like good. I'm still here, and I'm drinking poison. So. What you What you guys have? Uh, we made like this uh, this pork chop meal with oh. some like. Crazy sauce. I like pork chops. It was it was fantastic. We had a uh, we had some uh, delicious potatoes in there and some green beans. And there was some sauce. Like I said, mm-hmm. my boys were eating that up. And they they, they had they, they, this is like the age where like kids get really picky on what they eat too. Yeah. You yeah. know, so like lately it's just been okay. You want uh, hash browns? Yeah, I'll eat hash browns all day. Okay, cool. Have hash browns. Uh, <laughs> do you want some yogurt? Yeah, I'll eat yogurt all day. Thanks for that, Dad. And you're like, yeah, this is. I feel like I'm making great choices as a parent for you right Yogurt, now. Yogurt, huh? That, that's that's one thing that I consider myself very, very blessed. You know, and, and it's not just because I'm a large guy, but you know, I, I we our, my family revolves around food. Yeah, you know, we uh, ain't nothing wrong with we that. We like cooking together, and we like having dinner together and stuff. And uh, it's all about you know good you know good food. Well, that's good. <laughs> but were your were your kids like that when they were two? No, not at all. Okay, well, Kylie was. But uh, the boys weren't, you know, it wasn't until like, you know, their later years, you know, Nathan, you know, they, they actually, they'll make dinner for us. You know, they've done it before, you know, that's awesome. We've gotten to the point to where we've trained them to serve us, you know, (laughs) Oh, they better not watch this. I might change their whole mind on this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My uh, daughter has a boyfriend and, uh, Uh yeah, right. And, uh, we had him come over a few weeks ago and, uh, I made him steak. Like I made her. Yeah, you made your wife. daughter's boyfriend a steak. Yeah, man. First time you met him. Yeah, it's like you know what? We're, we're gonna go all out. And uh, I was like, "How's it taste?" He's all, "It's pretty good." It's like I can make it better though. I was like, "Oh, all right." Huh. The gauntlet has been dropped. Wow. Next time you come over, you get to make the food. Huh. <laughs> the first time that I met my daughter's first boyfriend. I dumped him out of my Jeep. I remember you telling me about that. Remember I told you that story. <laughs> it just wasn't on purpose though. No, it was a it was a total accident and but you know it was it was it was very funny. Um but so I had a I had a Jeep Wrangler, you know at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh it was uh summertime and 
Kylie asked me if I could take them to the movies. Yes. And I'm like, didn't that thing have a death wobble too? It did. It was good. It was glorious. <laughs> it was a Jeep. You know, they're not for the lighthearted. No. And uh, so I'm like, okay, fine. You know, yes, I'll take you to the movies. So um, Kylie and I, you know, jump in my Jeep and uh, we go pick up her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's a sweet little boy. You know, he's a he, this was he was like 11, 12. Kylie was ten. Oh dang! So they were they were okay. young. I didn't realize they were that young. Yeah. Well, it's been well, maybe not that young. Let me think. When this was probably seven years ago, I think. Was it? Yeah, it's been a while. Huh. So yeah, she was early teens, whatever. Okay. Um. So I, I take them to the movie, and uh, you know, my daughter jumps in the back seat, and. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend is in the passenger seat next to me. He probably shitting bricks too, uh, huh? He, we got along. I mean, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't a jerk. You know, I was really nice. That's and uh, except for you threw him out. Of your except for I threw him out of the jeep. So I had the doors off and the roof off. You know, trying to be the cool dad. Yeah. Taking the kids to the movies, and uh, we get into the parking lot, and uh, I pull in and I go to whip around into a parking space right before. You know, um, I do that. This kid like just takes his seatbelt off. Like, like <laughs> so he thought I was gonna, fault. I was gonna that drop him off in front fault. of the movies or whatever. But he takes his seatbelt off, and I whip around into a into a parking space, <laughs> and yeah, right out the side of the Jeep he goes. Very first date, <laughs> your daughter's with just my like, daughter's Damn! brand new boyfriend, and and her boyfriend goes flying out of the Jeep and and you know lands on the concrete, and yeah, I just kind of look over and I was like, you all right, man? <laughs> yeah, all right. How you doing? Yeah. But she was mortified. I don't think she talked to me for probably two I, weeks. I bet. It wasn't my fault. You're like, I wasn't doing anything. And Apparently, this kid never learned how to you, you know, use his seatbelt properly. <laughs> right. Kids today. It's a Jeep. Music. <laughs> don't know how to use a Jeep right and seatbelts. So what else did you do this week? Oh, man. Well, well, we had rehearsal. That was fun. We had rehearsal for Mr. Kenny Hess and that for ourselves. Fun. Mr. Brian Cuban got to hang out with us. That was a good time. I like Brian. Brian's I like cool Brian. Guy. He's a cool yeah. cat. He's actually going to be mixing uh, mixing the album for us. Yes, he is. Actually, speaking of. Not going to be. He is. is. And speaking of, Donnie put out a little video this week. Yeah, I was I was just being impatient, you know, but uh, I wanted to, like, show show off what we've been doing. So, this okay, you know, this isn't, like, a super mix. I, I literally, you know, only, you know, didn't spend a whole lot of time on putting this together, and so there's a lot of, like, things that you know pop out that shouldn't and stuff but that's what makes it kind of cool though like yeah. uh, the, the, also that on top of the fact that you got the reel to reel in there yeah it makes it really cool you know what well, okay what's really cool about that um is my son like my, my youngest son nathan he's the one that like helped me put this whole thing together and uh he's really you know in tune with what kids like you know because he's a kid what? And uh, he said that, like, uh, you know, everybody's into these, like, lyric videos where, you know, you play the song and then you put the lyrics up so they can see the lyrics and stuff. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? Why would anybody watch that? Why would any? And then you're like, oh, my gosh, how <laughs> like, many oh. millions do these have? Yeah. So it was a thing. So, yeah, he uh, he set up, like, um, you know, as you know, I have, I have, I'm a collector of a lot of old things. You know, mm-hmm. And I like reel-to-reel recorders. I'm a, I have a weak spot in my heart for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so he set up all these camera angles and like put you know the band name on the reel and stuff. Yeah, and what we got right here. Yeah, mm-hmm. so my kid did this whole thing. He like, did that. I mean, yeah, I he, thought that was you. That's totally your mo there. Well, yeah, it is. But like that's how much I've rubbed off like on my kids and stuff. Ah, and, that's uh, awesome. Nathan, Nathan, he's he he is like my not just like my son, but he's like an extension of me at a younger age. Which, yeah. You know, and I love all three of my kids. Nathan is the one that like 
has inherited a whole bunch of the stuff that Same I love. Stuff that you do. That's, but, uh, that's I, cool to see though, right? Like, yeah, it's really cool. You know, and I, I told him kind of what I, what I saw and he's like, okay, well, um, let's do it like this. And then he started, you know, setting up cameras and, and the reel to quarter, reel to reel recorder. And I'm like, okay, you got this. That's and sick. then, and then I put the clips together and stuff, but. That's awesome. You want to watch it real quick? Yeah, let's watch yeah, it. Let's take a look at this. So it's kind of quiet at the beginning. Because you got to get the whole wind up for it, which is cool. Because you know, I've never actually dealt with a reel to reel before. Yeah, Nathan. So, it so was to Nathan. actually see how you know you put it all together is kind of cool. It was Nathan's idea to like keep it silent in the front. That's sick, though. Like, tell him, uh, give so, him a pat on the back there. I, will. I wanted to do like the noise, but oh, that would have been cool. The next one will next. Do that. I was gonna say, yeah, the little details. That's so cool, though. That's one of my favorite reel-to-reel recorders right there. It's a 1961 Bell. I appreciate it because it's got, like, this old-looking wood in there. Yeah, it's an awesome recorder. See, like, the crazy grain in it? I've actually used this recorder to record parts. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. I have. What songs? Like, any of them that are going to be on our album? No, no. Just the stuff that you've done for other people? Yeah. They'd like it? They're mm-hmm. like, man, you got that, like, super rich sounding. Well, it's just kind of, it's got a... It's got a good cheapness to it. Yeah. What it is. A good kind of cheap. Yeah. Feels like a stranger in your bed. I know you give it up on me. I know that you uh, had your kids involved with the uh, with the uh, lyrics on the screen because everything's low case. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that anytime my daughter sends me a text, everything's lowercase. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I've also noticed watching it afterwards that at one point there's a there's a typo in here. <laughs> yeah, so here's an Easter egg for you if you want to <laughs> try to find it. Yeah, if you see it, make a leave a comment there. Let us know what word it is. I wrote this song 15 years ago. This is an old one. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I love this little. Mm. That's good stuff right there. Steel guitar. I love that little line right there. Yeah, dude. All of it. I like how we get the, me and you get the part here. Sick. (laughs) If we could pat her back a little bit on that, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) But neither can you. You ain't easy to talk to. You ain't the only one who feels like the only. So we've been recording this, um, like on our own, you know, because we're enthusiasts for this kind of thing. And all the drums were recorded at this. uh, like old dance studio that we've been recording in so they sound huge automatically right yeah. off the bat Brian told me he didn't have to do a whole lot of uh, he didn't have to do a whole lot of compression I mean he did some compression but he didn't have to do a whole lot of EQ or anything like that yeah. on there which you know you don't know this stuff I mean it's, it's kind of rare that you could just take a track and not have to mess around with it too much yeah. I'm proud of that especially drums been trying to look for the typo yeah <laughs> haven't seen it yet you know what else is cool about the way we've been doing this is it's there's no uh 
you know, we're not using like amp simulators or anything. It's all amps. You know, it's microphones in front of amps. It's kind of doing it the old-fashioned way a little bit. Oh yeah, and like the reverb on the drums are actual like yeah, it's reverb all na- from it's all the room. I still think we should have done the other timing on that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that's a uh, so that's my '65 Deluxe Reverb amp you know, with a uh, an AEA ribbon mic on the front of it mm-hmm. with my telly going through a tube screener. Which telly? My old one, my '51. '51. Awesome. Ah, I love Stephanie's. Stephanie rocked this one. So my buddy Stephanie um, sang harmony on this, and uh, she just killed it. What's crazy is that we only... Right there. Sorry, I needed to let that go. I'll just shut up for right now. Still hard for me to like hear myself like recording because I am not a singer. Like, no, in the least I bit. don't think you give yourself any credit, dude. I like that guitar line. Me too. Tim Pillow on steel. Mm-hmm. Brian Cuban on bass. Wayne Holland on keys. Oh yeah, Wayne. Wayne, you were on this one. Reaches over here and he presses the stop button. Yeah, he told me that was important. No, it was. I was gonna say if he didn't do that, I would have liked to have seen how you rewind it and then roll it back up. <laughs> That's what I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, that was fun. It's cool. It's cool to have things like that with your kids. You can be creative together, and we enjoy it. That's awesome, man. We used to do these uh, Christmas videos, you know, every year. With the family, like everybody would, we record a Christmas song, and all the kids would sing a part or play an instrument or both, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd you know shoot video for it and then edit it all together. It was like a family project every year. So the kids are completely used to like having to put up with this kind of thing with me. <laughs> they know the They're routine. Just used to it. That's funny. Well, let's see if I can figure out how to stop this. Well, apparently I didn't screen record that. So, all right, back from my little break there. Break. All right, so, so I'm I'm really proud, you know, of, of you know the effort that we put into you know the st- stuff we've been recording lately, and it's 
it's really cool to you know do things the homemade way you know without having to go to the big big boys and and have them do it for you but I to do it all yourself it that way me, I, t- me I, too i feel like there's a different level of creativity with that as far as uh you know like you don't feel so rushed to yeah. have perfection like you're able to you know kind of approach things in different ways and yeah play something like one way and not worry about the fact that you're like oh man i'm on the clock right now you know yeah, and it's really nice to be able to sit down and like work out the ideas you know between the people that are creating it mm-hmm. so that you know you don't have you know somebody who doesn't have like an emotional connection to it like you know putting their input which is not always a bad thing but you know it's nice to just get that experiment out of the way so you yeah. can get your your feelings across the way that you you intend them to you know and uh that's why I'm. I mean, that that's what makes me really excited about everything we've been doing because it's been us. You know, yeah, it, it's been exactly. You know, just us, which is a. And then we got our cool buddies thing. that come in and play with us. I mean, as far as like Stephanie goes, like we just randomly met her here. Yeah. A few months ago. Go figure. And you know, who, who would have thought she was a badass singer? Yeah, know? she's uh quickly becoming one of my good buddies. And that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I think she's going to be out here Sunday, by the way, when you're like not going to be here. I'm not going to so. be here. I'm going to go check out Cage the Elephant. I'm going Cage to the check out the, the, my daughter's first rock concert with her. That's awesome, man. So I'm assuming she knows who they are. Oh, she absolutely does. Like I have the, no idea. She wants to see them so bad. And uh, it's cool because it's, they're there with uh, Beck. And hmm. I, I revisited some Beck, and I didn't realize how much I liked that dude. Like, that dude wrote some really funky stuff, man. Yeah. that was Beck was a little opposite side for me you know i wasn't i didn't like really well, get too deep into it was kind of the but. same for me until like i went and i'm like well i'm going to this concert i might as well listen to beck a little <laughs> bit more than you know tune tur- two turntables and a microphone might and, be a good idea you know odelay or whatever the hell that name of that song was yeah i only i only know the stuff that was like really played on radio yeah that's what i'm saying that's all i knew and then i went and i listened to some of his stuff and i'm just like dude hmm. this is awesome like he has so, like the, the, he has this song that's like Everything in it is like eight bit, like Sega Genesis, like sounding maybe sixteen bit was the Sega Genesis, but yeah. it was like you know that style of uh, like synthesizer, like the whole song, and then it had him singing stuff on top of it. And it just worked, man. It yeah, just sounds so cool. I, I actually love that stuff, man. I'm I'm a huge fan of like uh, you know the late '80s and early '90s, like you know mm-hmm. tech stuff. You know, there's a lot of cool things in there. Like you know on on Live Again, like we have. That DX7 yeah. on there, which was like one of the biggest keyboards of the '80s. You know, they had it just has that that tone, man, that that vibe. And yeah, it was, it was like a toy, basically, right? No, what the DX7 like? wasn't. Uh, the DX7 was uh, you know, like one of the most widely used keyboards, and like everything that came out of Hollywood, like every soundtrack. Huh. Speaking of Top Gun, by the way, that was all <laughs> DX7. <laughs> that was a DX7. That bass line in that, that was a DX7. Was um, it now? I it sure was. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of cool. What's the toy ones? You've been buying a whole bunch of those, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got an, a thing for that. I, I've got pretty much every like uh, amateur beginner keyboard Yamaha made, like in the mid to late '80s. You know, I've I've got I don't know. I've got probably a dozen of them. That's awesome. And I I use those quite a lot too. You know, for just you know things because there's there's things in there that like you know software emulates now, mm-hmm. but. Why not just use the real thing? You know, <laughs> you can find these things, and because nobody knows what they are, so you can find them at Goodwill or thrift stores for, you know, pennies on the dollar. Like I, I bought, I don't think I, I've got you know twelve or so like Yamaha keyboards, mm-hmm. great sounding Yamaha keyboards. The keyboards share all the same architecture as the, you know, the, the bigger ones. Yeah, and I, I think I, I don't think I paid more than 
eight dollars for a single one of them dude that's crazy yeah and they work great some people are selling those for crazy amounts like the people that do know and the people that do know yeah i mean there's a market for it there definitely is especially right now because retro is in yeah yeah totally in like everything right right now is is like a a rehash of 80s stuff but that's just kind of like the movies like we were talking about earlier you know like the ninja turtles came out and they made that an abomination you know Yeah, it, it's sad to watch, like, all the stuff that, like, you know, I grew up with and, you know, you grew up with and, you know, kind of being raped a little bit. Yeah. You know, because it's it kind of cheapens, like, the experience. It does, and it, it went, and it totally ruins it for, like, trying to show it to your kids. Yeah, and I, that's another thing, though, is, you know, my kids, because they're my kids, you know, they, they're, they were already nostalgic for the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s before this whole thing happened. But, like, you know, they'll watch these things, and, you know, they, they feel cheated. Yeah, because because you know, they're like, why don't we get the good one? Yeah, they they get all like the why the, we get the crap, the really like sugary version of everything, yeah. and and you know they 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 definitely feel cheated, you know, and that's that's sad to watch. I mean, they should have their own thing, you know. We had ours, mm-hmm. you know, and you know they should have their own thing. Now they get PewDiePie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they get all that fun stuff. <laughs> Is it fun? <laughs> to some people, yeah, I don't get it. It's like they get the Kardashians. You know? I, I don't. I don't know what's happening with the world today, man. You know, I don't, maybe I'm just at that age where, like, you know, you hate everything that's new because <laughs> apparently that happens. Get with, off with, my lawn. Yeah, I'm, I'm turning into one of those guys. But I don't think I don't think that's the case, man. I think it like legitimately, you know, the world is terrible right now. You know, with I mean, I'm not can't say I can't say that. You know, it's not terrible, but. You know everything that like is pushed on us. You know as a society, well, it's like is creatively. Much terrible. I think that there's definitely a vacuum creatively when it comes to mainstream. Because I don't, I don't think that you know the way I'm going to phrase that is I'm going to say that the stuff that isn't mainstream there, there's a lot of stuff out there that's really cool. But I feel like there's so much like going back to that instant gratification stuff that you were talking about, like you know. Ten years ago, what we're doing right now, we wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah. Right? I mean, we got this little board here that gets all our vocals or all our talking and all that fun stuff. Then we got iPhones, basically, that we're able to record video to. And then we have an app at home on our computer that just syncs everything together, and I just choose what angles, you know? Like, that probably would have taken months to do back in the day. And tens of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. This was impossible, you know, but... uh, yeah, and that that's exactly why the world is the way it is today. It is because like the like but but what's cool about it too is that like is that, you know, me and you are able to make our albums the way that we do, but yeah. we're not the only people doing that. And there's so many people doing that and there's so much creativity out there. Yeah. Well that, that's but not a bad thing. But, but it's almost like saturating the market in a way. Yeah. And well, it's hard for, you know, like the stuff that, you know, maybe would have been like a little ambiguous, but like the nerds would have been like, "Oh man, I like that," and they all just kind of gather around and listen to it. It's yeah. like now there's a a lot of that, <laughs> so it's like it can even be even more hypersensitive as to which one yeah. you want to buy or which one you want to actually listen to. Yeah, you don't have the record companies like, "Hey, we're just gonna shove some rush in your face" or something <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you yeah. know, just the example. No, so. you're you're absolutely right about that. You know, and it's it's a it's a slippery slope, man, because mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's given a whole lot of people the freedom to be creative, mm-hmm. but it's taken the power of creativity away from creative people. Yeah. Does that make sense? At times, I think so. Yeah. I think especially like, you know, you could play a lick and not like it, 
You know, yeah. back in the day, you just had to kind of live with it after yeah. a certain amount of takes. Right. Nowadays, you could just be like, I didn't like that one. Do loop it, it again. again. Do it again. I didn't like that Keep one. Loop it, it again. Yeah. I didn't like that one. Loop it again. Because back in the day, everything was all analog, you know, like the tape like we saw in the video that we were watching. So every time you rewound that tape, like you're rewinding it and the tape stretches and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and it becomes unusable. You can't. You can't do it, you know, like that. And anymore. nowadays, it's like just however much uh, hard drive space you have, and uh, yeah, that's all you got to worry about, you know. Yeah. So that's what, a, but like I said, it's a slippery slope, man, because you know that that's a good thing and a bad thing. Yes, but, but you know, like l- listening to Led Zeppelin albums, dude. Like I love the fact that those like are not you know perfect precision, yeah. you know, albums. I love the slop of them. You yeah, know? that that's that's the one thing that. Um, I've always like you know being gravitated towards you know in in a recording is is hearing the imperfections, hearing mm-hmm. sharp and flat notes, or you know hearing <laughs> cuts. You know, like okay, so one of my favorite albums of all, I love Eric Clapton. I'm an absolute Eric Clapton fiend. Mm-hmm. Um, Layla, everybody knows Layla. Yeah, you listen to that recording and you can hear the punches in that. You know, you can mm-hmm. hear like where they were doing vocal punches and like you know Eric would you know sing a line. And they'd miss the punch, and you know he would come in like halfway through, or like you know mm. in the beginning of like the next you know syllable or whatever, or they, or you can hear it like doubled over, like mm-hmm. they where the punch was too early or something. Yeah, and, and, and what a punch is is like when you mess up, and you go back and you re-sing it again and re-record just that's the what, section. That's what they call a punch. Yeah, they'll play it, and then when it gets to a point to where you need to record, <coughs> when it gets to a point to where you need to record, they hit the record button. You know, and so you you just record that part, and then they hit the record button again to take you out of it, and it plays the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. So that's what he means when he says a punch. But punch. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, though. I didn't I didn't realize which version of Layla, the original, the Derek and the Dominoes. So I don't know. Is that the one <coughs> where it's a little bit higher energy, or is that the lower energy? Oh, it's very high. You know, the lower one was the acoustic one from okay. the early '90s from the Unplugged MTV stuff. Yeah, it took me forever to realize that was the same damn song. <laughs> Took me a long time. You poor guy. Well, th- think about it. I grew up with both of them, you know, like, yeah. and they're both kind of there. And it's just like, oh, that's Eric Clapton. Oh, that's Eric Clapton. Yeah. Oh, they sound completely different. And then at <laughs> one point, I'm like, oh, they're the same lyrics. Yeah. Oh, they're the oh, same I song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was, I consider myself lucky um, for the most part, you know, growing up. Uh, I, I, you know, I come from um, a little town called Raynell, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's no money in my family. You know, it, we were, you know, <laughs> there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I, I, I lived with my grandmother for a long time, you know, in her house. And um, it was just, you know, her and I. And so what I had to play with and listen to and watch and all that stuff was just kind of leftovers from, like, her kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had my first exposure to music was those things that existed in the 50s, 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I knew... I knew all that stuff very well. You know, I knew Layla front to back, you know, before I came to Arizona and was introduced to the modern world. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Um, so, yeah, I, I consider myself really lucky that I, I knew all that stuff when I, at, a, at a young age, you know. That's kind of, you know, going back to, you know, not having that instant gratification is like you, you had those albums. Mm-hmm. And you you listen to it from front to back, you know, like, yeah. and you really really dug into it, and you really, you yeah, know, understood or really tried to strive to understand what you were listening to. Yeah, I, the bedroom that I I lived in at my grandmother's house, you know, had a bed, um, a record player, and a shelf full of records. That's and, awesome, and a jar full of marbles. 
<laughs> marbles and you never know when you're going to need a marble. in there. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, everything, everything that was in the house, you know, to, you know, all the, all the Clapton records, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, all the Zeppelin stuff. I had Zeppelin on eight track when I was, you know, when, I was, awesome. when I was younger, when everybody was listening to CDs, I was, I still had the eight track because Rocking that's all that existed to me. Um, and then all the Merle Haggard stuff too, which I got to tell you a funny story. I got, I, I, I was really, you know, intrigued by Merle Haggard stuff, you know, mm-hmm. cause it sounded very clean and it sounded very, you know, what I thought was simple when I was seven years old, mm-hmm. but like, you know, the, the right, the songwriting behind it was really, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of dark in a way, you know, yeah. it, you know, they talked about, but they're actually, a that's of, a, that they're actually telling stories, you know, yeah, that's, like, that's what's crazy about that. Absolutely. But like, you know, kind of dark stories and my grandmother, even though these records existed in her, in her house from, you know, her kids and, uh, you know, and stuff, you know, she thought Merle Haggard was the devil. Like, really? You know, yeah. Like if I, you know, if, if she caught me like listening to one of the Merle Haggard records in my bedroom or something, she would tell me that, you know, that was, that was Satan's music and stuff wow. because, you know, it's, uh, you know, singing about prison and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was different time, man, a different time. Yeah. Man. And, you know, if you, if you knew my grandmother and then like the situation that I, I, I spent my early childhood in, you know, it, it was one of those things where you didn't know if it was. 1949 mm-hmm. or 1994 you know mm-hmm. it, it, you could have walked in that house and you have no idea what time period you were in and uh so i didn't know i, I just didn't know and you mm-hmm. know and she still had those you know very like uh what we would say old-fashioned yeah old-fashioned views yeah. on some of that stuff but, that's cool i mean not not cool necessarily but you know it it, it that sends you through a completely different a completely different way of living than you know a lot of people do. Yeah, and I, I think it's I think it's very cool. You know, she she was one of the most inspirational people I've ever known in my whole life. You know, she she's one of the reasons why I am who I am today. You know, she she absolutely made me made me Donnie Grubb. You yeah. know, made me the personality I am. And you know, my you know the reason I have my family you know works is because of you know the kind of things that she laid down for me when I was young yeah. and. uh that's good. Yeah, so it's it, good it, have, that's like, a, that's a lot of things that like I think people our age, you know, kind of missed out on, you know, for the most part. Because by the time you know, you know, we were coming along, you know, our parents were, you know, they came from a, a very open, kind of progressive yeah. kind of thing, which isn't a bad thing. You know, there's nothing wrong with being progressive, um, but there was a lot of like family values that got lost and all that kind of stuff. And, well, and well, like traditional family traditional values, family yeah. that family values. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, well, I know, I know. It, I was just throwing that in there. But I, you know, I, I consider myself very lucky that I got exposed to that really early because it laid like a huge soundtrack, you know, soundtrack for me for my whole life. Absolutely, and, uh, and had, um, a, had a way for you to kind of see how you wanted to, your family to to progress yeah. through the through the whole getting you know older thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can remember you know when I was a kid. So I, I lived in uh, Raynell, West Virginia, and a house that my grandfather built, you know, with his bare hands mm-hmm. back in the woods, you know, didn't have any neighbors. I didn't have any kids around that were my age. You know, I, I didn't, you know, it was me and, and my grandmother. And the, the sad thing about that is my grandmother's um, son um, died in Vietnam. Oh, man. My grandmother was quite older. You know, her youngest daughter was my mother. And his name was Donnie. That's who I'm named oh, really? after. So growing up with her... Um, I kind of took the place of my Your uncle. Son there. Yeah. So there were there would be times where she would get confused and think that I was her son. Oh man! You know? um, but it, there, that's 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 that side of the fact. But 
you know, uh, I had a lot of good times because, uh, you know, she was a very, like, as country as country gets. So we spent our mornings, like, you know, picking berries, you know, in the yeah, forest. Yeah, I did that you know, with my grandma, too. Walking barefoot. No, that, that, that's that, that's really cool things, man. Yeah. You're thinking about it, thinking back and seeing, like, how people live now and, you know, how I, even though even I live now, you know, it's uh, those little simple things. They they mean a lot. You know, oh, they th- those do. Are, those are big moments. Absolutely. No, I, uh, my grandparents, like, kind of same situation, like that whole area up in Minnesota that we go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you went to that house and I, where my aunt and my uncle lived. Well, that used to yeah. be where my grandparents lived. Yeah. And they did the same thing, built that house. Like, like my grandma and grandpa had six kids. Yeah. And, like, all the kids helped build this house, you know, with my grandparents on 40 acres in the middle of the woods in yeah. Minnesota. And, uh, you know, that's the house I grew up in a lot of the time, you know, like during the summer, I spent a lot of time up there, you right. know, I, so kind of beautiful lived the, area, the country life, you know, mm-hmm. um, though I was from the suburbs, you know, I spent a lot of time up there and, you know, I just love being outside. Like you said, like yeah. running around with my shoes off, grandma would always take us out into the woods and we'd find like wild raspberries, yeah. go pick wild strawberries, go get rhubarb, make rhubarb pie and oh, stuff. Yeah, too. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, I, I feel really bad for like our kids because you know when I, when I was young, you know I could I could leave the house you know at breakfast time and be gone out in the woods all day long, completely by myself, and come home at dinner time, and there was no worry. You know, yeah. I, I knew, you know, everybody just knew I was safe. Um, I can't do that with the kids nowadays. Like you oh, know, no. especially out here, you know, like in the the, the city, you yeah. know. You know, if if my kids are gone for more than an hour from home, then without I, you I would be a bad parent if I wasn't like <laughs> without ha- having a call from their cellular phone. Yeah, then something's wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I it's a it's a it's a sad state that you know that uh, they got to miss out. They ha- they have to miss out on all that freedom that you know yeah. we have. No, absolutely, because you know. Now you got the app that you can see exactly where they're at, you know, right. which I, I totally is. utilize. Oh, I totally use, utilize that too. But you know, there's times where I also think about that. I'm just like, man, you know, contributing to the when problem. When I was a kid, like, did my parents always know where I was? Like, right. you know, did you know? We check our daughter's phone, and it's like, should we be checking it like all the time? Like my. Uh, when I was a kid, like I, I wasn't perfect. I messed up all the time, you know. Yeah, like there's, yeah. and that's part of growing up is like you yeah. got to figure out what works and what doesn't work, right? You know. But you got to remember too, like there was a lot less, you know, maybe not a lot less, but you know, there there was definitely less, like a uh, worldly like dangers, you know, at, at, you know, in that at that time, maybe not that, that time, but or maybe we, that, not the time, the environment, I guess. Yeah, and on top of that, it's also one of those things where it's like, uh, if there was issues, I think that it was a little bit more not talked about. Yeah, I, I feel maybe. like there's, I think there was a lot of that, you know, like, it, I mean, like just looking at like alcoholism, like mm-hmm. you know, like. 30 years how that was dealt with compared to how it's dealt with today you know it's just like you know nobody talked about it like oh dad's just in one of his moods or something like that you know yeah not really how it's handled anymore you know i mean i'm sure that's a very big generality there but um i'm I'm just saying like it's definitely you know like it's not so taboo to talk about nowadays like you know that kind of a thing oh yeah yeah, I, I, i totally agree I totally agree. So as far as that goes, yeah. I mean, it's funny to see how things progress and how things, you know, degress. Yeah. You know, with yeah. all that and all these times. Well, I think everything's a circle. You know, everything comes and goes. It's all ebb and flow, you know. Well, the circle be unbroken, man. <laughs> by and by. That's, that's the song, man. <laughs> like They had it figured out all those years ago. It's one of the first songs I ever learned how to play. Yeah? Yeah. Was that on a banjo or was that on? That was a guitar. A Telecaster. Yeah. 
Was it telly or was it on acoustic? Uh, yeah, acoustic. I played flat top first. I didn't pick up a electric guitar until I was much later. You know, I was a, you know, I couldn't, have, you know, my parents couldn't afford, you know, anything like that. But um, I, I had a really nice flat top when I was a kid. That's awesome. It came from my grandmother. It was, it was, it was cool. One of the most exciting moments of my life when I got my own guitar. Yeah, that was a, that was a really big moment for me. I believe it. I don't know what it was. You know, it, I had a, you know. A, the first time I ever, you know, heard, I can remember hearing music or, you know, seeing a guitar, I was instantly, like, pulled towards it and, and like, not even, like, in an agile, in a casual way, I was, like, obsessed with it. You yeah. Know, I, I, like, I couldn't think about anything else. I couldn't concentrate on anything other than, than like, just holding a guitar, yeah, you know, trying to make way. some sort of sound come out of it. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember, like you put your cassette tape in the tape recorder and you record the music on the radio when you went to bed and then you wake up the next morning and go through it and find the songs that you like and then sit down and then try to learn those things yeah. from note from note. You know, that was, that was me pretty much my whole life. That's and, awesome and, though. That's the way to do it. Like, uh, yeah. I remember doing all that stuff too. I remember I had cassettes like a little bit, like I, I had that a little bit in my childhood yeah. and then it turned into CDs, you know, but yeah. the recording part on the radio, I was, I was I was always the kid that like tried calling into my local radio and being like, "Hey, can you play Thriller?" <laughs> and they'd be more. like, "Yeah, totally, kid." <laughs> and I'd sit there and like listen for Thriller and then never play it. And I'm just Damn. like, oh. "Let down, <laughs> disappointing." Right? I just wanted Thriller, man. I, I I dug Michael Jackson, man, when I was a kid. I thought it was cool. I, the first time I saw Michael Jackson, anything wasn't. A song. It was a uh, that Pepsi commercial. <laughs> when Remember he, that when thing? His head went on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a, that was a fun one because it, it had that kid from. Uh, well, he ended up being like in uh, you know the Will Smith show. What was that? Uh, Fresh Prince. Of yeah, LA. Fresh Prince. Yeah, he Lonzo. Was, uh, whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. It, he was in that commercial. No, oh, was he really? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that video that he put out? Like it was like Dancing with Alonzo. Like, he was on one of those, like, late-night infomercials, like, when he was a no. kid. Yeah, like, they are like, he was talking about, like, breakdancing. And he kept <laughs> talking about how cool breakdancing was. And he's like, and if you order today, I'll send you the oh. book that has all the breakdance moves. I'll send you a piece of cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> I have. You, like, yeah, you know. I have seen that. Yeah, I did see. I saw that on uh, on YouTube, you know, not long ago. And that, that that's funny, man. But the, again, that's like that's where we came from, is that kind of stuff, know. you know. <laughs> like, oh, we want to dance like Alonzo and get a piece of cardboard yeah, from him. I got to pay twenty nine ninety nine for it, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> he sent you the cardboard thing to dance on. That's so crazy. And he was wearing like the Michael Jackson outfit, dude, like the Thriller <laughs> outfit. That was what was funny, like the, the nineties, man. Or sorry, this, that was eighties, I think. That was the zipper jacket. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely. 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so did. You, did you ever have one of those jackets? I didn't. I wasn't that cool. Okay, so I had a bomber jacket. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I didn't have the Michael Jackson. I had an aunt and uncle in uh, Summersville, West Virginia, that was much more in the modern times than uh, my grandmother was. And uh, we, I would stay with them from time to time. And uh, their kids, her probably three, four, five years older than I am, mm -hmm. um, they had all that cool gadget stuff. And my my cousin, he had the red Zipper jacket. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so um, I, I ganked it one day and wore it to school, you know. And the sleeves would zip off. You can what? unzip it and take the sleeves off so it was sleeveless. And, uh, like, it all came apart. It was like a modular jacket. That's crazy. It was crazy. And I, once you took it apart, you could never get it back together again. <laughs> but, yeah, and I wore that red one one day to school and thoroughly regretted that. <laughs> I was like, hey, Donnie. 
which explains a lot of my bullying when I was a kid. <laughs> You're looking pretty cool there. That's funny. It's a nice zipper jacket you got there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. I thought it was cool, man. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, so I had uh, I wore my my zipper. Well, I, I wore my cousin's zipper jacket to school, and then had that pocket football game that everybody had back in the eighties. <laughs> from Tiger, from Tiger, yeah, yeah that was a good. This stuff, game man. where you're just like, oh man, either I'm in one thing or I'm like going some other. Am I everything's that, just one thing on yeah. the screen. Am I that red dot or that right? red dot? <laughs> That's I remember those. I, I remember like enjoying those for like the first like five minutes that I had them, and then I'm just like, okay, that's going in the toy box, you yeah. know, for the rest of its god awful life. Well, you're gonna think this is stupid, but you know, I, I you know, not only do I, rec- you know, uh, collect like old recorders and radios and stuff, but I have a quite extensive collection <laughs> of games. handheld games from the '80s. Oh man, how often yeah. do you play them? Oh, on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. I would tell me where they are in your house. They're in my laundry room right now. Yeah. I, I've I've converted my laundry room into like my my retro room. So I was almost guaranteeing that it was going to be in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I do have. <laughs> there's one in there. <laughs> but uh, if you go in my laundry room, you know, me and the kids have like completely turned that into a place to go like be nostalgic you know like we have a huge like vhs tape collection in there yeah. so we have vhs movie night at my house where we pick like an old movie from the 80s and like watch it on vhs and that sounds stupid but it's a thing we do that's cool um and then you next to my vhs you know tapes that i have in there you know i've got all my my uh, old board games and stuff from that time period so i have like the old simon Remember yeah. Simon? Do, 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 yeah, I have that in there. And uh, Electronic Battleship. Oh, man, <laughs> the electronic that one. one. That was yeah, an important one. That was the 80s, man. G7. Uh, but on top of that, I have, like, all those stupid little handheld games. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's I've had fun looking for that stuff over the past few years. <laughs> but gosh, I would imagine it's like you probably don't see a whole lot of the Tiger games anymore. No, it, it, they're hard to find. I've I've got of of the actual like square tiger games. Mm-hmm. I, I've got four of those, and they're not the good ones either. Yeah, no, I remember having a Ninja Turtle one. I've, I've been looking for that one. I can't find it. That one's impossibly hard to beat. I do have Simon's Quest though, which is oh man. Imagine playing Simon's Quest on a handheld. Wow, tiger yeah, thing. that'd that's, be that's, miserable. That's terrible. <laughs> Didn't they have like Tetris and stuff too? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't have a Tetris one. Do you um, have a Game Boy? I do. I do have a Game Boy. How about a Game Gear? Nope, I don't. Somebody's selling a Game Gear right now for $18 on Facebook Marketplace. Go snag it up. I've thought about getting one, but I'm not really nostalgic for that thing because I was a a Nintendo kid. Yeah. I was was totally a Sega kid. After I moved to Arizona um, when I was a kid and, you know, came into the modern world, Mm -hmm. you know, I I got introduced to, like, all the Nintendo stuff. So um, I got a Nintendo for Christmas one year when I was 14, I want to say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Sega didn't exist in my mind. <laughs> Everybody want... that had a Sega was my enemy, <laughs> you know? Which kind of explains our whole, like, our whole relationship yeah, here. Pretty much. <laughs> but it was... Sega kids were, like, stuck up. And... Yeah, because 16-bit. <laughs> right. Eight and... bits the best. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bubble Bobble, all right? Don't tell me about your Sonic the Hedgehog. I actually only knew, like, one kid that had a Sega. Yeah. And, like, I spent the night at his house one time. I remember this because my only experience with the Sega Genesis was uh, that X-Men game. Dude, that game was hard. Yeah, it was, it was retarded. Um, I can't say retarded. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's my only experience. I'm like, okay, so it's, it's better how? 
This game is terrible. Yeah, no, that game was rough. There, there was a lot of trash games that would come out though. Yeah. Like I do remember, like especially when it was like movies, like oh, like just not. Yeah, good. all those, except all for those. like Aladdin. Like Aladdin was cool. That one it was, was impossibly cool. hard. Um, Lion King was cool too, and that was impossibly hard. I remember like the Jurassic Park games actually being kind of cool. Yeah, I never played that. Especially one. like the second one when you could be a Velociraptor. I always thought that was cool. Wow. Yeah, I remember having that. But here's the thing about that. Me growing up, my neighbor across the street had a Sega Genesis, and I was like, mm-hmm. man, I want a Sega Genesis so bad. Be like, Mom and Dad, every Christmas I want a Sega Genesis. And they're like, okay, Kit, you can get a Sega Genesis. I was a terrible student. I was, like, when I say terrible, like I wasn't like straight A's. Like, I can see but that. I wasn't like, you know, F's. But I was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just, just the C, you know. I didn't really give a shit about school. Yeah, no, I didn't care about anything those people were trying to yammer at me about. I was like, man, I could totally be outside playing in the snow right now. But, you know, they're, they're trying to teach me stuff. I didn't want to <laughs> do that. Um, but average, yeah, average works. Average is fine. You know, here I am right now, <laughs> right, talking I, on a microphone, I, making words I, happen I, in sentences. You I, know, I enjoy average. <laughs> but anyway, so my parents like they, they were like, yeah, totally, we'll get you a Sega Genesis as long as you get straight A's. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they basically did that like slow look at me, and you never got a Sega. I never got a Sega, <laughs> not until I was an adult. And actually, how I ended up getting my Sega, I actually have two of them. One of them, my uncle gave me. My uncle was the one that got me into the Sega games um, yeah. because he was like, he had the old school first generation Sega, um, you know, with the reset button and the, the volume for your headphones. Yeah. Um, and then my friend had the second generation one. And my uncle was like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. Here, have it. I'm like, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. So I snagged that, and then my friend did the same thing. She's like, I'm going to get rid of this thing. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I do have a Sega now, and uh, actually, the only reason I bought that is the uh, the young lady that eventually became my wife that I met <laughs> when I was younger. Um, she had a Sega. Oh, and nice. You guys, that, uh, you guys weren't enemies. We were not enemies, but uh, um, she had that Sonic Hedgehog three two. That game was legit. Both of those. It was the one with uh, the little brown character. <laughs> It wasn't a hedgehog. That's I don't tails. know what it was. Tails. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> a little brown. Well, he was brown. He was. That was it's not a, a racist thing. He was, that was his color. <laughs> I wasn't saying it was. Like, <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face. You're like a oh, little brown. I'm gonna character. have to edit this out. Donnie's getting. <laughs> oh, racist. I'm not editing this out. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever that one was. Yeah, tails. We, we we would uh, we would play that you know late at night. Sometimes it was it was kind of fun. So, dude, do you want to know what that dude's name is? I know they call him Tails, but that's mm-hmm. his nickname. His name is Miles, and his last name is Prower. Okay. So his full name is Miles Prower. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> so it was, ta- it was Miles, like, Tails Prower. And then wow. he just took the tails out. Miles Prower. That's a, that's a thing. I thought that was magical. Wow. But, dude, <laughs> speaking of that game and, uh, like, the music in the third Sonic, I mean, the, the music in all the Sonics are badass because it's like kind of going with that whole 90s new jack swing style of music that they had michael jackson did a whole bunch of that right back in the 90s Mm -hmm. um and the third sonic the hedgehog game michael jackson actually wrote a whole bunch of that stuff with the sonic team really because he was uh in the process of making that moonwalker game which was like an exclusive game on sega yeah and he really wanted to get in and work on the sonic stuff Hmm. and it's crazy because there's a whole bunch of songs like especially like in the like when you beat the game at the end like you can hear these songs that play like kind of like you know when they're doing like the credits like saying hey this person made this whatever you know yeah um 
Like, there's songs in there that you listen to and you're like, pretty sure that's Stranger in Moscow from Michael <laughs> Jackson. And, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of songs where you're just like, this is totally, like, a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> like, to the point they even stole, like, a song from another band. Like, I can't remember. It was, a, it was that Ice Cap Zone. Where mm. he's, like, where, Mike, where uh, Sonic's, like, actually snowboarding down the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Like, that song, that's an actual, like, hold on, let me see if I can look this up. I think there's actually a thing on, on YouTube uh, I think they call it what snow cap zone. Let's see here. Hey, that's my name right there. Yeah, it is your name. This, this is our YouTube page. Uh, I'm gonna say song rip off here <laughs> because it totally was, dude. And let's see if I can find this, dude, because it was a Acapella. So you got all these people doing acapella. Anyway, I can't remember it. I'll try to figure this out for our next episode. I'm intrigued. Oh, that's what it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, cool. So there's this band called the Jetsons, right? Okay. (laughs) Before, like, I guess the Jetsons were a thing. Like, before? I mean, it might have been during the Hanna Barbera stuff. It must have been after. But take a listen listen to this. So this is the music from the game and the Jetsons. Interesting. So I wonder if they'll actually. Play them separately. But basically, they took this band, like they're kind of a no name band, like nobody knew who they were anymore. Mm-hmm. And they just used it, their song in a Sonic game, and I don't even think they even gave them any credit. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I've never played this one. Dude, this one's a fun one. But, anyways, but this is the kind of shit that they did. <laughs> Crazy. But anyways, like for like that whole game, <coughs> it was a bunch of Michael Jackson. I stuff. had no idea, man. I that's that that kind of makes sense to me now, though. Yeah, and apparently, right around this time was when Michael Jackson was getting sued for you know, oof, you know, possibly not doing good things. Yeah. That's... So Sega was like, "Yeah, we're gonna kind of step back from throwing your name on a bunch of stuff there, Might Mikey." Have been a good idea. Yeah, but they kept all his songs in there. Yeah, well, like they they should have went ahead and did bit. it. I mean, they went ahead and like you know messed up their whole like vibe anyway and destroyed Sega. So they, they did. They should have done it anyway. It just it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might as well just let it happen. <laughs> just lay back and let it happen. <laughs> but yeah, Sega. that's the yeah, that's why I love Sega. I just I've always liked like the, the I love the music. I mean, not that I don't like the music in like Mario. Yeah. But dude, I just love that new Jack Swing kind of style that they always had for Sonic. Yeah, I'm. I've I, I dug that. You know, I didn't. I wasn't exposed to that until much later. I had no idea what Sonic was until I was like 25. Bits. What is this? This is stupid. <laughs> but can I play Dick Tracy on it? Right. No. No, 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 Dick Tracy. <laughs> Which was a terrible game, by the way. It wasn't that good of a movie either. I don't even remember seeing the movie. I know that I did, but I don't remember anything about it. I just remember that Madonna did the music for it. Yeah, I remember she was in it. She was in it. Wasn't she? I think she, she was. was. I think she was the chick in it, actually. That was the most unappealing thing I'd, I'd, I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> like Madonna? Hmm. Well, just like all the characters in there. I think... Dude, was yeah, Pacino- some of those people were really goofy looking. Was Al Pacino in that movie? I don't know if he was, but like they... I they, think he was. They really like did like the whole like prosthetic faces and stuff like that. That, that, that Mumbles guy who was yeah. played by... Uh, Dude, there was some really creepy... Was As I was young... Dustin like, Hoffman. I was really young when that came out, and I remember being like really disturbed yeah. by a lot of those characters. Like Dustin Hoffman, he played. I think he played Mumbles in that movie. I don't know how I'm remembering this right now, but... Yeah, he played Mumbles, and like one of the most disturbing things is like watching him get interviewed by Dick Tracy because he's like sweating like a pig, and, 
and uh, it was it was kind of hard to watch. Gosh, I don't even remember that, but I, I do remember some of these people. Like Mumbles, the no Mumbles was the one that like had the really big chin, right? I don't know. No, no, that wasn't Mumbles. Who was the guy that had the face that looked like it was blowing up? I think that was Al Pacino. Oh, okay. He was, I just uh, remember whoever that was. I was just like, yeah, huh. gosh. I always thought it was cool though. Like they had the little walkie talkies on there. Their wrists, right? And, and now, now, the, now you could just do that with these. That's what's crazy. <laughs> and you know what? Apple just had to uh, just completely disable that on these. Did because they? Because apparently there was a really big security flaw with that, so they just disabled it until they could fix it. Wow! My God, I haven't tried to use mine. So can I use? Oh, my my phone's t- or my watch is talking mm. to me. Uh oh! Now you've done it. Yeah, I don't think the walkie-talkie feature is working on here anymore for right now. Unless they fixed it. Oh, maybe they did. You know what's funny about having this Apple Watch is I wanted one really, really, really bad. Yeah. Like really bad. And then I got one, and I don't use it for anything more than just seeing what time it is. I use it for my messages. And if I get that. if I get calls, I'll use it. Like uh, especially if I – because I feel like all these cases that are on phones are like the most hard things to get out of your pocket ever. Yeah. So sometimes you're just like, Hello? Yeah. I know I can barely hear you right now, but at least I answered, you know. <laughs> I, I did actually talk to you today on my on my watch. Oh, did you? Just for a second. I didn't even know. Yeah, so I guess I lied. I do use it for more than that. But 99.999% of the time, it's just for to see what time it is. Yeah, mine's got, I, I got the uh, Toy Story characters on mine. Yeah, I, I had that for a little bit, and I took it off because I didn't want people to think I was weird. I, I really don't care what people think about me, so <laughs> luckily, again, that's another big difference. I had the Mickey Mouse thing on there, too, for a little I had time. Mickey on there, too, for a while. I dug that. I got Heather, uh, okay, this is, I'm an awesome husband, okay? You are. I am. So uh, in the last year, I got her, for Christmas, I got her uh, an original, like, 1984 Mickey watch that I found. Dude, online. those are, like, hard to find. Yep, I found one for her. And then she got us Fitbit. <laughs> You're like, okay, I guess Mickey's just gonna sit in the old uh, jewelry box. Which I, there. I understand, you know, I'm not hurt by that at all. <laughs> I was gonna say, he's saying that right like, now. What to camera do I look into? Here. Right, this one, <laughs> right here. That's the that's the Heather Pout cam yeah. there. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it surely is. 